What's up, everyone? Welcome back to High Hope Sports Cast Live Edition. How's it going, JJ? God dang it, DJ. It's going good. That uh, that intro gets me every time. I'm so super <laughs> pumped right now. <laughs> oh, man. How are you doing, DJ? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? Ready for an awesome... Uh, Awesome show tonight. We have a lot of lot to cover, so let's get digging in. Yeah, uh, the first thing uh, us Vikings fans probably know already, uh, we got our guy for the GM, uh, Kwese Adolfo Mensa. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that right. Uh, kind of been practicing ever since we knew that that was our guy. Um, yeah, it, he uh, uh, put pen to paper today. And uh, I'm excited to see what he can do with with, with this team and uh, uh, some some coaches that are tied to him uh, have already been mentioned uh, that could possibly be our coach uh, Demito Ryan's. Um, uh, what was what was the other ones, JJ? I don't okay, know uh, well, there's. Three right now. I sent you a list of eight, but two have been taken off the list. We'll talk about that quickly. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Packers offensive coordinator, was hired by the Denver Broncos today. Uh, all signs and, and reports are leading uh, subliminally that Aaron Rodgers could possibly be on his way out from Green Bay heading to Denver. So I know my buddy Kevin out there loves his Broncos. He'd be excited to have Aaron Rodgers coming their way, but... The other one that got taken off the list today was Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. He has removed himself from all all this, and uh, it has also been said that Mike McCarthy will retain his job. So it looks like they're going to run it back in Dallas. Uh, what's your feelings about that, DJ? Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, with the Dan Quinn thing, uh, that he wants to stay a coordinator and not become another head coach, but uh, he must like it there in Dallas a lot to um, to stay there. And I mean, he he had one hell of a defense put together, and we saw that on display that this season. So um, maybe he just likes what he's got there and uh, thinks he has a, a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they're a playoff team. Uh, and especially Dak coming off that injury last year, so may, maybe he, he he's got uh, high hopes for the Cowboys <laughs> next year. <laughs> there we go. Let's mention that again. High hopes for Dan <laughs> Quinn. No, I think DJ seriously. Um, he really probably wanted the Chicago Bear job, and Ryan Poles went out and plucked Matt Eberflus off the Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator. I see you got that up on the screen now for guys to see. Um, I watched a lot of the in-season hard knocks, which featured the Indianapolis Colts, which it can be found on HBO. And the guy's just down to earth, really smart, intelligent guy that made his defense play to the best of their abilities. Um, I'm happy to see the Bears hire a defensive mind, I guess. That's kind of what their forte has been in Chicago. But I don't see why Poles was so quick to hire Eberflus. Do you have any opinion on that, DJ? 
Uh, no, I, I honestly don't. I, I don't know much about Eberflus, uh, to be honest. Um, I, I've honestly, like I said before we started going live here, I, I've never, <laughs> never even heard of the guy until today. So, um, you, you've stated that you, you've seen him a lot since you watched Hard Knocks and that was the Colts this year. So, <clears throat> um, but, I mean, the the Colts had a pretty good defense this year, so I mean, I, I understand the decision, and uh, I, I think it's uh, a pretty good hire by the the Bears, and um, they definitely got a good uh, GM candidate over there, and Ryan Poles that was just hired uh, a few days ago. So uh, I look for the Bears to do big things with uh, Eberflus and Poles, and uh, having the young Justin Fields under the helm there. Well, we all saw from a distance how Patrick Mahomes was brought along with the Chiefs organization when Poles was part of the recruiting process there. And what he has done in Kansas City previously, uh, DJ can attest to this, they've been to how many straight AFC championships now? Four. Four. And how many Super Bowls have they got under their wing? since Patrick Mahomes arrived? Mm, isn't it just one? Just one, but they've been yep. to two. Yep. And if they win this weekend, it'll be their third appearance. So uh, hats off to Ryan Poles. I, I kind of wish we would have got him, but I'm very excited to see what Quasi we'll call him Cam for short, K-A-M, <laughs> because it's hard. It's a mouthful to keep saying that over and over, but Cam has uh, the quite the – analytics and statistical analysis that we would like to see here in Minnesota, number one. And number two, John Lynch poured out in an interview how great of a guy he is, how much he will promote the culture and what he's looking for. And he's going to interview basically every Viking player that's on the roster right now to, to see where they're sitting. And I'm excited to see exactly who he is going to include in this coaching hire. So, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a interesting week or so. Um, so uh, we, we kind of talked about this, um, but uh, the, yeah, the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, the OC from uh, Dream Bay there. Uh, I, I believe uh, Broncos fans are pretty excited. Um, we do have a, a fellow um, podcast that I I keep in contact with, uh, Fourth and Ninety Nine, uh, Matt Staffiero. They're a Denver Broncos show, uh, and they also cover uh, NFL too. But they're kind of heavy on the Broncos. They're they're uh, I believe they're they're pretty um, excited for this hire. Uh, I texted Matt earlier and asked him, uh, but he he hasn't responded to me yet. So. Um, we'll, we'll have to get Matt on here some, sometime and, uh, you know, kind of talk to little Broncos, uh, kind of mix it up a little bit. So, um, I, I think this was a good hire, uh, for the Broncos. And, uh, I mean, it, it, he's from Green Bay, man, and, and it's offense. Um, and there's, there's talks, a lot of talks, uh, today that after this hiring, he could, uh, he could he could trade uh, Aaron Rodgers over to Denver with him. So I don't know what you you feel about that, JJ, or what you've heard differently. Or 
Uh, just around the league, uh, guys are, you know, it's all reckless speculation, as Score North would put it, but you would think that they would be tied to each other. Honestly, I don't see Aaron Rodgers wanting to play in Denver, but um, I think he's going to want to go somewhere where he has the ability to kind of call things as they are and and uh, just – I've seen things like Pittsburgh Steelers. I've seen, obviously, the Denver Broncos – but those are basically the two that I'm seeing for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, how good would he fit in in Pittsburgh, and how good would he fit in in Denver? That's yet to be seen. I really think he's going to work it out and get back with the, the Green Bay Packers for one more run at this. But we talked about it in the last show. Their their cap hit is so big. They're 40 approximately 45 million over the cap. So I just don't know where that puts Rogers in the mix for getting paid. He's got to get paid. Right. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings about where Aaron Rodgers is going to end up next year. Uh, part of me wants to think that he's going to dr- come back to dream Bay, but I don't know. There, there's a lot of people that think, that are pretty certain that he's he's not going to come back to Green Bay. So I don't know. I I I kind of I'm leaning towards that he he will go to Denver eventually. But um, who knows? He could shock us all and just say I'm done, just retire and go host Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he could. But the thing about Aaron Rodgers is he's he's kind of similar to our boy Tom Brady. Uh, they both have talent. They both are competitive, and they want to win another championship. Do you see Aaron going anywhere where he'd have that ability? I, I mean, Pittsburgh has weapons and a defense, and Denver, surprisingly, does have a lot of weapons. They got the new running back, Javante Williams, and their re- wide receiver core just keeps growing year by year. KJ Hamler, uh, also Jerry Judy. And they got Noah Fant at tight end, and he there. I mean, they just looks like they're a quarterback away, like we said the Vikings were before we got Kirk Cousins. We went to the NFC Championship 2017, faced off against the Eagles with Case Keenum. All right. We bring in the missing link, and we really didn't do much after that. Yeah, and another reason why I say I don't think he'll be back with the Packers is. He has already stated that he does not want to be part of a rebuild. Okay. So, yeah. especially losing his offensive coordinator now to a head coach position, and then uh, the possibility of Devonte Adams leaving. Um, I don't know. It's just it, it's kind of looking more and more that uh, Rogers will not be back in green and yellow. So. Well, does but, DJ Damas see any black and silver in the <laughs> picture? <laughs> Um, honestly, no, I, I don't see yeah. that. I, if, if the Raiders get rid of Carr, I, I seriously think that they're dumb. I, I think Carr is their quarterback and I think he fits well there. Um, so I, no, Raiders do not get rid of Carr. He, he's good. He brought you to the playoffs despite everything that happened with Henry Ruggs and John Gruden and everything. Uh, he is uh, a Raider for life. He's said that 
millions of times. So, no, keep 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 Derek in uh, Las Vegas. He, he's good there. So, <clears throat> speaking of quarterbacks, uh, there was a rumor uh, put out there that Deshaun Watson could come to Minnesota. How do you feel about that, JJ? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I would say that Deshaun Watson is definitely an upgrade from Kirk Cousins, without a doubt. Yeah. Once you say, DJ? Definitely. And with all the talk that how much money Kirk Cousins is demanding, if the guy don't want to take a pay cut, I don't – it's not that he needs the money. Why not be a team player and take a pay cut so he could stay one more season – and see what happens. But if this ha- if this Deshaun Watson wants to come and play in Minnesota and there's a viable trade option, you kind of have to sip through the legalities of where Deshaun's at with, you know, off-the-field issues that have occurred while playing in Houston. But I would welcome him with open arms. He would put the Viking offense into a top-five category, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean – I like the, I love the idea of bringing Deshaun Watson to Minnesota, despite all of his off the field things he's got going on. Um, I mean, it'd be a lot of baggage to to carry over to Minnesota, and a lot of people probably criticizing the Vikings for hiring him. But uh, you, you got to look at it from uh, a football team perspective and what the football team is trying to do as a football team, not, you know, anything else. You're trying to win a championship. That's the ultimate goal of all these 32 teams. So if that means hiring Deshaun Watson, I mean, go for it. I, I, I'm i all in. I would love to see Deshaun in purple. Um, I mean, I, I honestly think that if he came here, he would take us to, to the playoffs. Um, he, he gives us a better shot than Kirk Cousins. And like I said before, mobile quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson is mobile. Um, I don't know how well he would do in his first season back in the lead after having a whole year off, but, uh, that's something I would, uh, I, I would want to see. So, um, we'll, we'll see. There's been talks. I, I know, I think didn't the Texans want, three first rounders for him uh, when Miami was kind of after him before the trade deadline. Yeah, it was something like extensive. Uh, I don't see the Vikings giving up three first rounders to be honest no. with, with cam in the office. Now I think uh, it's about the price tag DJ. Um, do we pay Kirk cousins to keep him another year? 45 million plus to stay in Minnesota. I just think it, it's outlandish to think that we want to continue this roller coaster ride of seven to nine wins. I think it's time for the Vikings fans that watched Kansas City and Buffalo do, duke it out with two of the top premier quarterbacks in the league and in, <laughs> in, in uh, our boy Pat Mahomes and uh, other people like uh, Josh Allen. But if you take notes from that game, it was all about the QBs. 
the running of the QB, like you said, DJ, being mobile, and, and Deshaun Watson is sure more mobile than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Every time you see Cousins get a D tackle or a DN close to him, he crumbles. He falls down. And when he does, when he does decide to run, uh, which we don't see very often, but when he does decide to run, um, he's not he's not very fast. <laughs> <laughs> they call that a traditional pocket passer. Boring. Yep. It's time to change the scene on that. I think. I mean, I mean, Kirk Cousins. I'll give him this. He he is a very accurate passer, but that's not going to cut it in the league today. Uh, you you have to be mobile. It, just defenses are going to catch on to that, and you're going to end up like Kirk Cousins and not, you know, not getting much. I mean, he puts up the stats and numbers, like I've said many times before, but that's – you're not playing – I mean, if you're playing for stats and numbers, you, you shouldn't be playing. You're you're playing to win the game, to win a championship. <laughs> yeah, You're not playing exactly. for your personal stats. You're playing – as a team to get that Lombardi trophy in February. So well, I, I got some interesting stats on Kirk Cousins, DJ. Uh he was eight and eight this year as a starting quarterback. He his completion percentage dropped down to 66.3%. Uh he still managed 42 21 yardage, 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He was a top 10 fantasy quarterback, believe it or not. But uh his overall record, DJ, is 59-59-2. <laughs> so we saw the record last episode of Russell Wilson, who's got like 70 games over 500. I think Deshaun Watson, if I'm not mistaken, has a pretty good record going forward too. So I'd love to see Deshaun come. I hope things work out. Was there anybody else on the radar that you'd like to see in purple and gold next year for QBs? Uh, I haven't. I honestly haven't seen anyone else that's on the radar that's even been a rumor that I've seen personally. Um, and I mean, I listed off uh, a, a pretty extensive list of the free agent QBs in uh, my solo episode, so uh, we won't really get into that as I, I I've already covered that, but. Okay. Um, th th this has got to be probably the the most interesting um, candidate to replace Kirk Cousins if he does leave. Um, not only because you know the off season or off field stuff, but also because of what Deshaun Watson, what kind of player he is. So, um, well, DJ, yeah. I don't know what you've seen or heard, but after the official penning of Cam today. There's a lot of videos popping up and a lot of articles popping up that Kirk Cousins would be tied to to re, reunite with Kevin Stefanski over in Cleveland. Now, oh yes, I did see that today about uh, you know exchanging Kirk Cousins for Baker Mayfield, and then we also get uh, I, I think it was a third rounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would be all for. I mean, Baker's on the last year of his contract, so it would be a one-year stopgap, and We've talked about this before. There just isn't a lot of talent in this year's draft. We we named Kenny Pickett as maybe a top prospect from Pittsburgh. But, I mean, other than that, they have another guy named Malik. I can't think of what school he played for, but he's also in the, in there 
in the running for a top 20 picks. So I think it's Liberty is where he's out of. Okay. But, uh, yeah, there's just a, not much. For, we have a 12 picks. So, I mean, the pre-mock drafts are already showing Pickett going off in the top 10, and Malik would be later in the round. But uh, just to quickly touch on this, DJ, who would you like to see at number 12? What kind of position, I should say, not uh, individual players? Oh, uh, um. I would say quarterback, but it's not a good draft for quarterbacks. Um, I I really don't know. I've never I haven't really thought of that yet, to be honest. Um, I know that uh, the early mock draft has us taking a cornerback. Um, yeah, those two names that are mentioned: Derek Stingley out of Louisiana State and Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. And Sauce is like six three. So he'd be a really big corner in the NFL. Yeah, I, I would have to. I would have to go with. Uh, I mean, I'd probably have to agree with that. You know, corner, um, or or somewhere in that defense where where we need fixing. Um, our our O line is actually surprisingly, like you've said before. I don't know why people keep complaining about it. It's that they're actually pretty good. So. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's just that Kirk Cousins isn't mobile, and they, the defenses know that. So, um, yeah, I would have to agree with a, a cornerback or uh, someone on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I guess just with a follow up with that, I, I hope Cam can just go there and say, "We're going to evaluate talent that's already on the team, and with the draft, we're going to take BPA, which is known as best player available." And I think a lot of times with uh, Rick Spielman not really communicating with Mike Zimmer, we take we took needs based picks, and that really hasn't worked out the last four years. Just to think of a few Mike Hughes, who's been traded to Kansas City, and Jeff Gladney, who had a off the field altercation, was kicked off the team or released. Those are two big first round picks. So let's just hope, uh, like I said, BPA by Cam moving forward. Yeah. <clears throat> so now we're going to get into the two championship round games. Um, so first off, at 2 o'clock on Sunday, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead for the fourth year in a row. It is the Arrowhead Invitational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. It's pretty uh, exciting. Yeah. So in Kansas City, uh, it's uh, it's not like the Lambo. It's it's hard to beat the Chiefs in uh, Arrowhead. So, um, so we got Joe Burr versus the Grim Reaper. Uh, as of Patrick Mahomes had got that nickname from last week. Um, Andy Reid's comment to him: "When it's Grim, be the Grim Reaper." And he went out there and did that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, well, the game's so, gonna be the game's gonna be on CBS at two o'clock, DJ. So I kind of give you an early drop on the over under of fifty four and the spread. Vegas has uh, Kansas City as a seven point favorite. I really do think it's gonna be closer than that. How? What's your feelings on the game? Uh, yeah, I I definitely. 
I see it being a very close game. Uh, these are two very good offenses. Um, they just, uh, I don't know. I see it kind of being like uh, the Buffalo Bills game last week where um, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, they just go shot for shot uh, down to the end of the game. So, <clears throat> but I mean, I, I, I've, I've gone against the Bengals uh, in the last two playoff games, and that hasn't got me anywhere. So I'm hoping that uh, the third time is a charm on this one. Uh, <laughs> I have to go with my Chiefs. So I'm hoping that I don't jinx myself. <laughs> so, um, But I, I definitely have Kansas City uh, in Arrowhead winning this and moving on to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well... Uh... Bracket I put out, I had KC versus Green Bay in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to stick to my guns and roll out Pat Mahomes, the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, and, of course, uh, big Travis Kelsey. And I don't think people are talking enough about this, DJ, is the, the reemergence of the Kansas City defense. How well have they played this year? Oh, man. Uh to add to that, I, I believe isn't uh, Tyron Matthew still hurt, and I don't think I don't know if he's going to be in the championship game. Well, what I've heard is he was in concussion protocol. I haven't heard any updates. I was just going to see if if that he's going to play or not. That's a good question because you've seen the difference in the defense against the Buffalo Bills, and he was missed heavily in the secondary. I mean, it would, probably would have been a lot different ball game had he been able to stay, to stay in. But, you know, Tyron Matthew is already a Super Bowl champion. He's three-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. And in 16 games this year, he has three interceptions and a touchdown. So yeah, let's keep an eye on that for the for this weekend. Yeah, uh, they definitely could use the honey badger there in the secondary. Um, was there any other uh, injury updates for either team on, in this game? Well, what I'm seeing right now is we got Burrow starting at quarterback, Mixon at the running back, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd will be the three-headed monster in the receiver core with their tight end, C.J. Uzuma, and their rookie kicker, McPherson, who hit a – big game winner to move on last week. So on the Kansas City side of the ball, they do have Clyde Edwards Hilaire as the number one running back this week. And I know it's been kind of tricky. Uh, our old Viking, Jarek McKinnon, who wears number one, has been getting a lot of run the last two weeks. And I yeah, think I'm Andy Reed, him. Yeah, Andy Reid's surely using him the right way. And, yeah. of course, Patrick Mahomes will be playing as his number one QB. And then the, the three-headed monster for the Chiefs wide receiver core is Tyreek Hill, Byron Pringle, and Nicole Hardman with tight end Travis Kelsey and their kicker. Harrison Butker is healthy and good to go. Uh, the weather looks like it's going to be no precipitation, 43 degrees with a six-mile-an-hour north-northwest wind, which is great football weather, in my opinion. <clears throat> so these two kickers um all, i mean all the kickers 
uh, did very well last week. <laughs> um, but between McPherson and Butker, if it came down to the last uh, last second game-winning field goal to go to the Super Bowl, who would you rather have kicked that that ball, Butker or McPherson? Oh, I would definitely put the money behind Harrison Butker. He's got a really strong leg. I don't know much about McPherson. All, uh, people are starting to read more about him and catch on to how good of a kicker he is in his rookie campaign. But you put two kickers out there, one that's seasoned and one that's a rookie. I would. De- it's just like uh, in a horse race, who would you put your money behind, the favorite or the rookie? And I definitely go with the favorite every time. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have to go with Harrison Butker, too. Uh, McPherson has been amazing all year, but uh, he is a rookie, so uh, you, you got to get the vet. You got to it, give it to the vet, uh, Harrison Butker, there. So <clears throat> um, uh, do we have anything else to cover on this game? Um, I was just going to check here and see if there was anything we – Anything else we missed? I guess I'm just looking forward to um, the head-to-head battle between Joe Burrow and the head-to-head battle between uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I'm, I hate to say this, DJ, because I know you're a Chiefs fan, but don't be surprised if Kansas City gives them one heck of a game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow was – sacked nine times last week uh so and they they still won so um let's see if the the chiefs can the chiefs defense can can get to him and disrupt him so uh because if he if he was bothered that many times and uh i'm i'm sure he was hurried a lot more than nine times but that's how many times he was sacked and he still came out with the win so uh, I definitely see this being a tough game uh, for Kansas City. So, and I mean for both teams. But w- when you look at that stat, I mean nine times sacked and they still came out to win. That that's a big that's a big feat to come over. So, <clears throat> all right. So we'll go on to the the NFC Championship game, uh, and that is the. San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams playing in SoFi, the venue for the Super Bowl. So the, before we get into this game, uh, I have a question uh, for, I mean, anyone out there, uh, if we have any viewers or uh, and JJ answer this question too. Okay. And can the Rams get a home Super Bowl? Well, DJ, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's a tough question, DJ. How did you give me such a tough one to start out? We got two California (laughs) teams coming out to to play in L.A. SoFi Stadium. And what Super Bowl number are we on now? 56. 56. So does that have anything to do with it? Not really. No. But I think uh, the Vikings will take a high 
interest into both teams, seeing how the defenses are coached, of course, with Raheem Morris as the DC for the Rams on the hot list and D'Amico Ryans from the 49ers DC on the hiring list. Uh, I see a defensive game, and I see the Rams winning by two touchdowns, to be honest. Uh, there's still some doubt right now with Debo Samuel, number 19, the Rams hybrid receiver slash running back. He got pretty dinged up, dinged up last week, and I think it'll be a relief for these guys to be playing indoors where most across the country it's colder, colder weather. So right now the uh, forecast is 65 and sunny. And we talked about this on a previous podcast that SoFi Stadium does have a roof, but it's open around the top. So the weather does make its way in, probably affect a little bit of the kicking game and the passing game, but the winds are going to be controlled at about six miles per hour. Right now they have the LA Rams in Vegas favored by three and a half. And the over-under is predicting 46.5 points score between the two teams. So uh, I think it's a great opportunity for McVay. I'd be really happy for Matt Stafford to get his opportunity in the big game at home in both the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. But these four teams are definitely worthy of where they're at right now, DJ. And I think that whoever wins... We're going to see their best football, and we're going to see the best team prevail heading into the Super Bowl in two weeks. What do you think, buddy? So my thoughts about uh, the Rams did a home Super Bowl. Uh, I've thought about it, and uh, hearing the you know previous stats of uh, uh, the other games, and uh, my answer is absolutely. Um, with how the Rams' defense has played, uh, especially in this these playoffs, and um, Jimmy G, he, I mean, he hasn't. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last game he didn't have a passing touchdown. No. Um, so if you go into this Rams game, um, and you don't throw a touchdown. I don't think you're going to win against this Rams team. Uh, I mean, look at uh, Tom Brady last week. Uh, he threw touchdown passes and he still lost. So uh, I, I do know that San Francisco has a, a very good running game, but I I don't think that's going to be enough to get past this Rams defense. And um, I do think that they're going to get to Jimmy G. Um, I wouldn't say easier than they got to Tom Brady, but they're gonna they're gonna get to Jimmy G. Uh, more than what he's been uh hurried and uh, sacked in the previous uh two uh, playoff games here. So I think this is gonna be the toughest uh, defense he he's seen in the postseason, unless somehow they do pull it out and go to the Super Bowl, but. I honestly, between Kansas City and and the Rams, I, 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 I kind of doubt if give it to the Rams. I think they're they have the better defense than than Kansas City. So, 
Um, so, so my answer is yes. I, I think the Rams will be hosting their own Super Bowl. Would you say that your prediction right now that the Rams would beat KC in the Super Bowl? Um, I, I mean, they do say championships or championships are won by defense, but I'm not exactly saying that they would beat Kansas City. Um. But it, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a major possibility with how well their defense is. But um, you, you got to look at who's on the other side of the ball, though. Patrick Mahomes, he's uh, becoming the face of the league, uh, not just the, the franchise there in KC. He's becoming the face of the whole NFL. So <clears throat> um, I, I think that would be a shootout. Um, and then with Matt Stafford, he's been just balling this whole season. Um, so, yeah, I, I I can't really say that the Rams would would beat the Chiefs at this point if they if that's the Super Bowl matchup. But I definitely think that as of right now, the Rams defense is better than the Chiefs defense at this point. So, yeah, I would have to agree on that point, DJ. I don't have any numbers to verify or back that up, but when you got a potential defensive player of the year on the D-line and the number one cornerback in the league on the L.A. team, uh, that's that's what changes ball games is, is those types of players. And Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are two out of 11 players on that defense that really make a big difference. But on the flip side, uh, Kansas City's D-line has really improved with the addition of Melvin Ingram, number 24, and that rookie linebacker they had that scoop and scored that uh, touchdown two weeks ago. Uh, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but do you know I'm talking about, DJ? Yeah, I can't think of his name either, uh, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. I just saw a couple articles and things on Twitter about how, how big of a season that guy's having. And yeah, we're already talking like it's going to be uh, LA Rams versus KC chiefs, which would be a great super bowl in my opinion, but yeah, I'm not going to dis- discount the other teams at this point right now. No, definitely not. Um, I mean, they're, they got to this point for a reason. Uh, they, they balled out and they, they, <clears throat> they, you know, played well to get to this point. So, yeah, I definitely won't take anything away from them. But um, I do got to say that I, I feel like the 49ers kind of have gotten lucky to get to this point this year, to, in my honest opinion. Um, you know, with, with Jimmy G not throwing a touchdown and still winning, and then, uh, you know, just having the run game kind of back up Jimmy and uh, Debo Samuel has been a big factor in, in these wins as well, uh, even though I, I believe he did get hurt last week against Green Bay. But um, I just kind of kind of have that feeling that the 49ers have kind of just gotten to this point by luck. Um, but, the you know, the other, other teams, I'm not – I mean, I'm not saying that they played bad. Uh, I just feel like, you know, 
the way that things panned out, it it, it it's kind of luck compared to how the other three teams got to this point. So, <clears throat> if that makes any sense. <laughs> well, they got lucky to get into the playoffs. Yeah. First that, off, yeah, they had to beat the Rams on the week seven, week eighteen. The last game of the year to to solidify their spot in the playoff, and they were down at half and came all the way back and beat the Rams. So we've already kind of seen a glimpse of this two times over, which is one thing I don't like about NFL is some teams see each other three times in one year and okay. got to deal with it. But I guess if I was a betting man, I would go with the home team in this case, hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did see, uh, well, I don't know if this will be a, a factor in the game or not, but I did see uh, a few hours ago a post on Facebook, and I, like I said, it's just something I saw. I don't know if there's any <clears throat> truth to it, but it, it's looking like, uh, according to the ticket sales for this game, that there's going to be more 49ers fans than there are <laughs> Los Angeles Rams fans. So, like I said, I don't know if that's going to be a factor. Uh, who knows? But I, I still have to go with Matt Stafford and, and the Rams in this game. So we got our picks. It's KC and Rams are pretty much our picks for this weekend. Yeah, and I, I think that this is the Super Bowl that we should have had uh, a few years back um, when – New England beat Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Um, I, I, I do honestly feel like it should have been uh, Kansas City and the Rams in the Super Bowl that year, but it was uh, the Patriots and the Rams, and we all know how that ended. So, <clears throat> but another ring for Brady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Has he got seven rings? Uh, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing. He was going for eight, but uh, <laughs> the the Rams had a, a, a say in that. So they're like, "Nope, not this time, Brady." Uh, so hope I'm hoping uh, Patrick Mahomes can uh, put a a second ring on his finger. So yeah, uh, I did, mean, did you say? I I don't know if I just didn't catch it or not. Did you say what the over under is on this game? Yeah, uh, DJ, the over-under for this game is 46.5. Okay, not not quite as high as the Kansas City game, but that's, uh, that's, that's up there. Uh, yeah, the way I see it, it would be like a 24-21 type of game, and in the KC-Cincinnati game, it would probably be like a 30, 34-20 or 30-24 is my prediction. Yeah, so uh that yeah, that's we have our picks. Uh chance we think we both think that uh it will be the Kansas City Chiefs and Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. Um I just I don't know. I don't uh, If it's the if it's the other way around where it's the Bengals and 49ers, I, I definitely have I'll have to uh cheer for the Bengals in that one. Um but that's just not the Super Bowl I want to see. Um, the, the 
I think the two most exciting teams as of right now are are the Chiefs and the Rams. So I think that would be the best Super Bowl matchup, um, you know, talent-wise and, <clears throat> you know, just uh, a football game. But uh, I know going back to last week, uh, the, the Chiefs and Bills game, I saw uh, something that was uh, – it would be kind of interesting if they, they went to this in, in the playoffs, but it's kind of like NBA, but that. I, there's no way that they're going to do that. That's going that would be way too many playoff games for football. But it said uh, the rest of the playoffs are canceled. Uh, the Super Bowl will be a series of seven games between the Chiefs and the Bills. Oh man, would that be a treat to see? <laughs> I saw that too, DJ, and I just thought to myself, "Yeah, that would be quite interesting if they let them play seven best of seven. <laughs> oh, that that'd be like if you know if it was a game a week, that would be like it'd be like two months worth of games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a two month long Super Bowl, basically. <laughs> well, I don't think there would be a def- definitive sweep in that series, if you know what I mean. No, definitely not. Not I mean. We saw how close it was last week, you know, and the the Bills didn't even get the ball in, in overtime. So that would be, I mean, oh, man, that would be one hell of a series to see. <laughs> what I was just, like, getting alluding to earlier, same thing I'll say now is that the Rams and the 49ers have already seen each other a couple times this year because they're both in the NFC West. So what kind of uh, trickery will there be in this game? If you remember back in the Super Bowl when the Eagles played uh, the Patriots, they did Philly Philly. Oh, the Philly special? Yeah. Yep. And he, he threw the ball back to Nick Foles for, was it a two-point conversion or a touchdown? Uh, I think it was a touchdown. Well – I don't remember. I don't know. It, it might have been a two-point conversion. But I'm, I'm not just, I'm not 100% sure on that now. <laughs> I'm just trying to think uh, in the offensive coordinator's mind after you've already shown so much on tape, what kind of trickeration or what kind of offensive game plan. Because I don't think the 49ers can just line up and run the ball all game. No. I think the Rams are going to try and run more, but the the game plan's probably going to be on Matt Stafford's shoulders to connect with, of course, Cooper Cup if he can get open. And I'm sure D'Amico Ryans has one heck of a game plan kind of formulated for this big game. And like I said, DJ, I'm sure the Vikings guys and Cam will be taking notice of all the top three candidates that are going to be involved in that game. So that's kind of the interest I have in the NFC championship is to see how good these coaches can do. And I guess uh, also trying to see if Matt Stafford can ultimately come through in the clutch and be the quarterback that a lot of people are starting to believe and see in. So yeah, uh, I mean, a, 
the thing about Matt Stafford is um, I, I listened to the morning football again this morning, uh, their podcast, and they, they said that, you know, he was on the dysfunctional Lions for so long. I, I think it was like 12 years. And, you know, the Lions fans and, um, you know, everyone just, you know, how they brought down the Lions and complained about this, complained about that. You never once heard Matt Stafford, you know, putting down the Lions or anything like that. He just, uh, you know, took it as what it was and just uh, dealt with it. You never heard him actually ever complain anything like that. Um, and they said that, you know, him being in, in Detroit, they definitely, he, he grew as a man, not just a, a football player there in Detroit. Um, and, you know, he's, uh, what is he, 30? He's in his mid-30s, I think, now. And, you know, he, he demanded a, kind of demanded a trade out of Detroit, and he basically said, you know, I, I'm, I might not get a shot, you know, w- with the Lions here, so I, I have to take a, take a shot and, you know, try and get a Super Bowl, you know, I, I got, I got to do something. So, hats off to Matt Stafford for doing that because he's definitely in a, a good position to. Um, get that done his first year out of Detroit. So um, I, I just think that Matt Stafford is, he's always been a class act. He's never been in trouble. He's never complained or been a crybaby or anything. He's just kind of what you want to see in a quarterback. Um, I mean, he's not really mobile, but he's one of those quarterbacks that he doesn't need to be to be uh, mobile, to be successful. Um, he, he was, you know, the Lions weren't very good, but Stafford, I always thought that he was a good quarterback. He was just on the wrong team, and we are definitely, he's proving that right now as he's with a very good team. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just got to give uh Hats off to Matt Stafford for, you know, putting his leg out there and saying, hey, I, I got to do something here. I got to try, you know, and then he look at where he's at now. So I, I don't know if you have any anything like that uh, or anything to, to comment on that about. Well, I just found something interesting, DJ, that Sean McVay and the Rams are trying to s- – seek to snap a six-game losing streak versus Kyle Shanahan. Oh, really? I, I did not know that. Hmm. So that means that uh, the 49ers have beat Sean McVay and the Rams six straight games. That throws a so little they, interest, they, interesting. They swept, they swept them this season? That's what they're saying. Oh, I didn't know that. I know that they they won the last game. I thought I knew the 49ers won the last game, but I didn't know they swept them this season. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, 
I don't know where you want to go with this, DJ, but I was going to bring up the Ben Roethlisberger news. Oh, yes. Um, Big Ben finally, after 18 seasons, has officially retired as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, He is one of 12 QBs with multiple Super Bowls rings. So, yeah, it just uh, makes me feel a lot older now that I've seen quarterbacks come and go. I mean, the first couple times it was like Troy Aikman and Steve Young and those guys, and now it's Tom Brady and Big Ben and Phil Rivers and Drew Brees and just elite quarterbacks. And speaking of Drew Brees, did you know that Sean Payton called and requested Drew Brees come out of retirement this past season to try and win these games at the end? No, I didn't hear that. Um, that was a, a feature on uh, his retirement talk two days ago, and they said that he it was his retirement ceremony that he had put phone calls into Drew Brees to try and bring him back to the team, and Drew said, no, no, I ain't going to have none of that this year. So, <laughs> I, Well, I, I, I don't remember if it was Drew Brees – or Philip Rivers. I, I think it was, I want to say it was uh, Drew Brees that some team, I don't know what team it was, had uh, called and asked uh, for him to come out of retirement. And he didn't even say anything. He just sent them back a picture of him golfing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I want to say it was Drew Brees, but. Well, in some other news, uh, the Raiders uh, have put in a new request for their head coaching position. Uh, Josh McDaniels, offensive Mm. coordinator of the Patriots. So far, they've interviewed Rich Bisaccia on the 19th. Todd Bowles is to interview on the 28th, which is tomorrow. And Gerard Mayo was interviewed on the 25th of January. So... That puts another another uh, candidate in their position. And the Dolphins have announced that uh, second interviews are expected for Brian Dable out of Buffalo, Mike McDaniel, the New York Jets offensive coordinator, and Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. So I thought that was interesting. And... Like the Chicago Bears have hired Matt Eberflus to reiterate the defensive coordinator. It looks like, of course, uh, the Broncos were second. Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator from the Packers. Houston Texans have interviewed five candidates. The Dolphins' Brian Flores, Jonathan Gannon from the Eagles, Joel Lombardi, offensive coordinator from the Chargers, and Heinz Ward. We've talked about that in a previous episode as well and it looks like in jacksonville they're doing second interviews with byron leftwich from the buccaneers the old quarterback and they were going to do nathaniel hackett but he's already been signed and the other one that declined was dan quinn so they're narrowing down their search in jacksonville and we've reported everything on Minnesota. New Orleans has got Dennis Allen, the Saints D, co- D coordinator. Aaron Glenn, the Lions D coordinator. And, of course, offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. 
And the last team on the list was the New York Giants. And a lot of people are putting Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator of the Bills, to a second interview, and Les Frazier, the defensive coordinator for Bills, to a second interview. So it looks like one of those two guys will be hired for the New York Giants, which they hired Joe Schoen, or Shane, however you say it, as their their GM out in New York Giants. So those are just a little bit of tidbits that I was looking at. Yeah, going back to Josh McDaniels, I I just – I think every time I hear someone say him as you know possible head coach, I don't, I don't think he he's gonna leave actually leave the Patriots because uh, remember back when he was supposed to, he basically had accepted the head coaching job of, um, God, what what team was it? Was it the Colts? Yeah, yeah, it was the Colts, and then. At the last minute, he backed out, and nope, I'm going to stay with the Patriots. So I just, I, I don't know. After that stunt he pulled, I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't go after him, just because of the simple fact that he he might do that again. So I, I wouldn't count my, I wouldn't uh, hold my breath on on him actually leaving New England. But maybe, who knows? Maybe now that Tom Brady's gone. Maybe he would. I don't know. I guess we'll see if anyone wants him uh, that bad and, and, and hires him. And if he sticks it through and actually leaves Bill, Bill Belichick. Well, there was a report today, the 27th at about 12.50 p.m. from Adam LaRose, that the Jaguars are very close to hiring Adrian Wilson, the safety from the Cardinals, for GM. And then that would entail hiring Byron Leftwich for their head coaching position. Yeah, I think that would be be cool to see uh, Byron Leftwich get hired there as the head coach. You, you know, um, I remember back when he was the Jaguars' quarterback, and he was—I don't know—he he was kind of fun to watch back then. And it, it like JJ said earlier, it kind of makes me feel old. Uh, now that he's, you know, he, he hasn't played for so long and he's being talked about being a, a head coach and it just, you know, seeing the, the old pictures and flashbacks of him playing and it's just like, God, those jerseys are so outdated. That was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, when I think of uh, Byron Leftwich, I think of the Marshall game he played where his teammates had to carry him up and down the field. Do you remember that by chance, DJ? No, I don't. Uh, he played for the same team as Randy Moss played for in, in college, and there was a game where he was injured so bad that they had to carry him up and down the field to keep playing. So, Jeez. the guy's tough. The guy's tough. So, yeah, and he can still sling the ball. I I seen a, a Facebook post saying that you know he's he was uh, throwing the ball around in practice and pregame and stuff and he he's he's still got the arm <laughs> oh yeah and another thing i wanted to mention quickly was the bears are targeting eagles is ian cunning ian cunningham for front office role and they're targeting kevin patulo for their offensive coordinator and he was the offensive coordinator passing game coordinator for the eagles 
So Ryan Poles is definitely putting his feelers out for for guys to hire and, and be be uh, hired over in at the Chicago Bears. So we'll have to keep note of that too. Yeah. Well, I, I think we can uh, uh, wrap up here. Um, uh, so our next episode, uh, we will uh, probably be on Tuesday night, and uh, we will recap the the championship games, and we will have our Super Bowl matchup set at that time. So, and also, um, I'm sure there'll be more. Uh, coach hirings by then so we'll have uh, news around the league as well as always so uh keeping uh, uh keep looking out uh for our uh posts on social media um when we're gonna go live and you you know you usually it's around eight o'clock uh central time uh on tuesdays and thursdays or fridays so uh yeah Join us uh, in our next live show on Tuesday night and um, follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then uh, our live shows will also be on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, and on our YouTube channel. So go uh, check those out. If you didn't get a chance to uh, watch the whole live video, you can go back and rewatch them. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to those uh, platforms as well. So um, this is uh, DJ and JJ from High Hope Sportscast. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Peace.